Achieving Clarity podcast. My name is Ben Morley, an Air Force pilot turned consultant. Each episode, you will hear actionable tips and strategies that you can implement in your daily life, personal and professional, to achieve more clarity, purpose, and effectiveness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's jump in to your daily dose of practical clarity training. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Achieving Clarity podcast with me, Ben Morley. Imagine the letter S starting from the bottom left of the letter, working your way around the bottom half. When you arrive on the upper downward curve, you have completed the sigmoid. On February 15, 1849, a French mathematician by the name of Pierre-Francois Verhulst postulated that every organization inevitably will go through six unavoidable stages of existence. Development, introduction, growth, maturity, plateau, and decline. He theorized that nothing lasts forever. In the book The Age of Paradox, Charles Handy goes further, pointing to the sigmoid growth curve as the ubiquitous S-shaped curve that plots not only the life of any organization, but also represents the life cycle of any product, any any organism, the progress of a civilization, and even the course of a relationship. Every new life, every new organization, project, initiative, or relationship starts out falteringly at development, indicated by that bottom left starting point of the letter S. It enters the introduction stage, moves to the growth stage, then to the mature stage, reaches the top where it plateaus, and finally declines and perishes. If that were all there was to this concept, it would be pretty depressing. What makes it positive and encouraging, however, is the fact that an organization or person can proactively start their own new sigmoid curve in any stage they want to, rather than just watching the old curve go over the hill and die out. The subtle seduction of success leads us to avoid the interrogation of reality or the assessment effort that needs to be made. When what we are doing appears to be on par or leading industry standards, why change? Recall the six-phase espousal of development, introduction, growth, maturity, plateau, and decline. What Got You Here Won't Get You There by Marshall Goldsmith Goldsmith is a perfect book for conveying the importance of recreating. Most leaders blink in the maturity phase and fail to risk. If the sigmoid curve is recognized in the maturity phase and change is enacted— When the plateau comes, the adjustments just may be enough to get you back to the stage where you want to live. You need to know that to continue the way you are going without that change, plateau is followed by decline. History is full of businesses who hold out for the sake of a paycheck or job security and resist change. Frederick & Nelson was a flagship store in Seattle. In 1891, it originated as a furniture store that experienced tremendous growth over the next 40 years. During World War II, they branched out to Boeing Field on their top floor, selling war bonds. They developed a loyalty from 47,000 patriotic aerospace employees. Fredericks was locked into innovation and creativity. 
Then, after a nice long run that included the expansion to 10 stores and conversion to clothing sales, Donald E. Frederick sold his controlling interests to Marshall Field and Company of Chicago, expanding Marshalls to Seattle. No one could compete with Frederick's loyal customer base, quality of clothing, and competitive pricing. They were the giant of the industry and seemingly immovable from their number one spot. However, alongside Frederick and Nelson was a smaller yet consistent department store known as Nordstrom. The two stores competed through the mid to late 1900s. The ever slower market share began to change. These loyal Boeing war bond constituents began to retire, move, and die. Then almost out of nowhere, Nordstrom's began to emerge. The difference? The sigmoid curve. While Fredericks decided to stay put, Nordstrom's commitment was to grow. In 1998, Nordstrom purchased the 338,000-square-foot building formerly known as Frederick & Nelson and stamped its dominance on the department store industry. While one industry giant disappeared from the scene, another supplanted the prior giant. During the introduction phase of a new growth curve, the organization or person almost always experiences a dip and apparent setback. For an organization, there be, may be a temporary but very real and sometimes alarming drop in resources and a sagging energy, effectiveness, and productivity on the part of work teams and individuals. Parents of newborn babies know from experience that before an infant begins to grow following birth, it actually loses weight for a time. This can be alarming for a new mom and dad unless they have been told to expect this normal dip in weight. Likewise, As organizations or persons encounter changes or embark on new initiatives, they need to recognize that when they are in the introduction phase of a growth curve, they will experience a temporary dip. And people throughout the organization will do well to remind one another that such a dip is normal. Every new growth curve, each new effort, and even each small change in the goals or makeup of a group triggers another introduction phase with its characteristic dip and its accompanying anxiety. On the positive side, that dip during the introduction phase is akin to flexing your knees before you jump over a physical obstacle. By temporarily squatting or dipping, you can jump much higher and farther than you could with your knees straight. Even so, this dip presents a significant challenge. Whenever an organization or a person begins a new growth curve, the new and old curves must coexist for a time. Experts have named this period the time of great confusion. The organization needs visionary, entrepreneurial leadership and an optimistic, courageous group spirit during this period in order to manage the chaos, the confusion, the denial, and the inevitable tension of sustaining both curves during that period when you are preparing to let go of the older one. Now, this can be a very traumatic time for those who have a stake in the old curve. They may strongly resist the new curve with its changes. I experienced this when I was a pilot in the Air Force. The first jet I flew for eight years was being phased out, being retired, and replaced with a new aircraft. 
there was substantial pushback from those aircrew members who had spent their entire career flying the older aircraft, and they directed their animosity at this new jet and the personnel introducing it. Retraining was necessary for us to qualify in this new aircraft. Some of those resistant crew members were so steadfastly against adopting the changes in training required to fly this new jet that they chose an early retirement instead. Even though this new aircraft was superior to the old jet in virtually every category, the resistance to let go of the old ways became a consistent tension to manage during this time. The same is required of the individual. Having others support you during your time of great confusion can help see you through this dip. As an example of this, think of the New Year's resolution fitness goals that are enthusiastically set in early January, but often do not live to see the end of March. Introducing a new growth curve, get in shape, while coexisting with the old lifestyle can cause too much chaos and confusion, especially if the results are not yet manifesting themselves. Have a support group, friends, family to help see you through the dip and into the results you desired when you first made the decision. In the organizational setting, remain open to constant questioning, learning, and adjusting as the group navigates its way through new, uncharted territory. Summon the confidence and the discipline to A. Allow resources to be pulled from the old curve, meaning the tried and true way of doing things, and having them applied to the new unproven one, and B. To develop totally new resources to support the new growth curve. Nothing else is half as powerful at illuminating those unsettling shadows of the introduction phase as the light that shines in an organization with a healthy, robust group spirit. Whether the group is a community, a business, a nonprofit group, a government agency, or even a family, Stefan Associates has provided eight pathways to breakthrough performance that can assure safe passage through the time of great confusion. Number one, have a commitment to compelling shared goals. Align and focus your organization. Two, the right people in the right roles. Maximize individual strengths and minimize weaknesses. Three, broad, inclusive, skilled participation. Generate commitment and synergy with your team. Four, a passion for processes, spark creativity and sharper thinking. Five, continual prospecting for gold. Create a culture of openness, humility and discovery and an abundance mentality. Six, continual ongoing planning. Map out the action steps toward your vision. Seven, early successful performance. Build confidence and momentum and attract support. And finally, eight, frequent optimistic and encouraging performance feedback. Boost job satisfaction, accountability, and continuous improvement. Each of these eight pathways suggests and encompasses whole volumes of interactive principles and concepts that can be brought to bear on an organization's situation. Have you plateaued? The key to defeating the end of the sigmoid curve is recreating in the maturity phase. 
Most companies recline in the maturity phase, enjoying the fruits of their labor and coasting to the end. Many healthy businesses find themselves amidst the proverbial kiss of death. They find success. Success can lead an organization into a false sense of security. Owners are echoing whispers that lead other owners to believe they are the smartest person in the room. (laughs) After all, they have a resume of evidence that what they are doing works. So, the secret to continued growth in an organization or as an individual is to start a new sigmoid curve before the old one goes over the hump and plummets downhill to its demise. The highest point on any existing sigmoid curve from which a new curve is likely to take off successfully is during this maturity phase. Again, think of the backside of the top of the S as you curve upward toward the top. Not at the top, but on the upward curve toward it. This is usually the latest point at which there is still time, resources, and energy to get the new curve through its initial faltering uncertainty before the old curve has turned the corner at the top of the S and has begun its inevitable slide to oblivion. In today's crazy world, some growth curves last only days or even minutes as opposed to months or years. Successful groups and individuals are the ones that recognize the signs of a mature curve and courageously initiate a new one at exactly the right moment. Then they move in unity toward their new shared vision with humility, openness, and integrity. I hope you've enjoyed this episode, and as always, best to you. Thank you for listening to the Achieving Clarity podcast. We hope you liked it. To hear more tools and strategies to help you in your personal and professional life, subscribe to our podcast. Thank you again.